Go with me today to the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Let's, let's hear it for our worship team. Amen. Man, they are growing. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. The title of my message is true. I'm changing churches. I'm changing churches. And unfortunately, religion has told us that that means we're changing locations. But I'm changing as a church. I believe Hope Alive Church today is the birthday of a new season for Hope Alive Church. I am, see, that's the problem with people. We think we can change physical locations and things change. When you got problems on the inside of you, problems follow you no matter where you go. But I believe today that there is a change that God is calling us to. Hebrews chapter 5, I want to read this very forward passage of scripture. And if you got your feelings on your shoulders, go ahead and take them down and just set them in the seat beside you. Amen. Because this might, this might, this might just irritate you a little bit. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 says, we have a lot to say about this. It says, but it is hard to make it clear to you. That's because you are no longer trying to understand. By this time, everybody say, by this time. <laughs> by this time, you should be teachers. But in fact, you need someone to teach you all over again. You even need the simple truths of God's word. You need milk, not solid food. Boy, buckle up. I'm telling you, click into this thing today. Verse 13, anyone who lives on milk is still a baby. That person does not want to learn about living a godly life. Solid food is for those who are grown up. Everybody say grown up. For they have trained themselves to tell the difference between good and evil. And that shows that they have grown up. I'm changing churches. I'm changing as a church. We're changing as a church because what we have been has been okay for the time that it's been. But I believe today begins a season of change and growth and maturity for us as believers. Now, some of you might be offended by that statement because you say, well, I grew up in church. I've been going to church a long time. Well, I want to tell somebody this, this morning that going to church for many years does not mean spiritual maturity. Going to church all your life doesn't mean that you're not still sucking on the bottle of the word instead of eating at the table of the word. And the book of Hebrews is talking to us about maturity. It's talking to us about growth. This letter in the book of Hebrews was, was written, some say it was written by Paul, that's been debated, uh, but whoever wrote it, it was written, inspired by God, and it was for us today. And the book of Hebrews has many truths in it and many things to, to strengthen and to solidify and to sharpen the spiritual lives of believers. But this particular passage of scripture as well as many in this, in this text is talking about the earnestness or the desire. And especially the writer had the desire for those who have just been content with surface level Christianity. Surface level. 
where we get a little taste of God, but we're not willing to dig in and do the work and hold on and sacrifice so that we can get into the deep things of God. Today, I want to tell you that I'm changing churches. I'm changing churches from going to church with a group of people that are satisfied with just a surface level Sunday experience. And I am changing churches to a church that is going, willing to go deep into the depths and the secret places that God has for us as believers. He wants to be closer to us than we are to him. He wants to spend more time with us than we spend with him. He wants more of our life than we are giving to him. But the problem is we are immature. The problem is we have settled for just this is how it's going to be. I think the global church has a growth issue. I think, I think Christians as a whole have, a, have a, 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 an issue with becoming too comfortable with leaving things just how they are because, because anything extra would require more of us. Today, I think it's insane. Ooh, I'm going to preach good to you guys. I hope you guys are ready. I think it's insane for us to wail and cry and spit and sputter and snot and all the things that we do praying to God to do more in our lives but we walk out of experiences with God the same way we came in I think it's insane for us to sit in services week after week after week and still be battling the battles that God has already given us the victory over I think it is absolutely crazy this is why people don't want to be a part of the body of Christ this is why people call you holy rollers and wackos and weirdos and and whack jobs and all kinds of other things that they call you and and and, and nuts and, and crazies and well they ain't called y'all that I mean they call me that because we live a life that says we are healed, that says that we are blessed, that, but still we go through the same sicknesses and the same struggles. And the reason why that is, is because we have settled. It's because we have been okay and content with things staying here when God has so much for us up here. I think we need to address the fact that this is not a God issue. See, God has a perfect plan to bless us and to prosper us and to grow us and to give us a future and a hope. Come on, that's not just scripture for, for decorations in your house. That's word that you can live by every day. He has a desire to take us to the places we've never been, to show us the things we've never seen, to, to, to be with us in ways that we've never been. So this is not a God issue. So if it's not a God issue, it becomes a church issue. One of the biggest cop-outs I hear people say is, I need to change churches because I'm not getting fed here. Ooh, it's going to get good in here today. <laughs> I think that's crazy. Because it doesn't matter where I live or where I stay, I can eat till I'm full if I want to. 
I can eat till my heart's content if I want to. You mean to tell me the people over serving in mission fields and in, in places in four corners of the world, uh, uh, you know, they can because they're not in a church that fits all their needs. No, no, this is not a God issue. This is not a church issue. I'm going to speak for myself for about 60 seconds. This is not even a pastor issue. Yeah, we get the blame too. You're not doing this enough. You're not doing that enough. You don't look enough like this television preacher, and you don't preach like my favorite preacher. Y'all got some big expectations of me sometimes. When we first started the church, we had a, I had a person that was just always sending me Mike Todd videos and Mike Todd videos like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And man, I started trying to braid my hair and everything, man. I, I, I tried everything I could because there's so much pressure to be somebody. But God made me who I am and he made me to be what I needed to be. So this ain't a God issue. This ain't a church issue. This isn't a pastor issue. This is a maturity issue. We should be eating solid food, but we're settling for the milk, for, the, for the, the minimal, the barely, the little spiritual immaturity. See, spiritual immaturity, it hinders our effectiveness. It hinders our effectiveness in serving Jesus when we are immature spiritually. When we refuse, how many of you know somebody that just refuses to grow up? Don't look at them. They might be sitting right next to you. I mean, they refuse to grow up. They refuse to address things that they should already be. They refuse to take responsibility for themselves. They refuse to do what needs to be done in order to take care of business. Why? Because they may be overgrown or 45, 50 years old in body, but inside they are still immature. That looks like the church. We got churches that are full of thousands of people, but people are still dying and going to hell, sitting on the pews of big churches and big institutions because we don't talk enough about our own personal spiritual maturity this year I'm changing churches this year I'm not settling for the same kind of church I go to I'm not settling for the same kind of faith experience that I had last year the the, the things that got me through last year were for last year but I need a deeper revelation of God this year in order to encounter him in a new fresh way I'm changing churches I'm changing my mindset I think that we got to go into this new year with a new mindset you can't do what you did and expect different results. That's the definition of an insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to turn out differently. But we come to church, we stand up, sit down, turn around, do the hokey pokey, give our buck in the bucket, come and shonda a little bit and expect God to just do something different in our lives when there is no consecration, there is no sacrifice, there is no discipline, there is no growth, there is no intent. I'm changing churches. I can't stay here. I'm sick of it here. <laughs> I am sick of it. See, you have to be sick of it or you won't change. You have to be sick of staying where you're at or you will always stay where you're at until you utterly cannot stand the idea of ending up in the same situation one more time. You will never do what it takes to change. 
I am appalled. I'm appalled at myself, but I'm appalled at the amount of humans that want things to change, yet they don't want to change. They want things to get better, yet they don't want to do better things. They want, they want God to give them more money, but they don't want more responsibility when that money comes. They want God to give them more, uh, a, a deeper relationship or more friendships, but they don't know how to manage the ones they have. We need to stop praying those stupid prayers. I offended nine people right there. They are stupid because you know better than to pray, God bless me, bless me with more money, but he can't get a buck out of you during offering time. That was free right there, no charge. We already took up the offering. God, I want you to send somebody into my life to bless me and to guide me and to lead me and to mentor me, but you won't be that to somebody else. I want someone to come and, and help serve me and help direct me and help minister to me, but you won't serve, you won't direct, and you won't minister. And that's what I'm saying. I'm changing churches. I don't want to be around lazy Christians no more. I don't got time for it. That sounds kind of arrogant. That sounds kind of arrogant. That sounds a little stuck up. But I am disgusted. I am appalled. And I cannot stay where I was in 2022. See a baby. We've, we've got some new babies being born around here. And these babies right now, are, every need they have is being tended to. And, and they're being carried and they're being carried from place to place. And, and when they cry and they, and somebody picks them up and brings them over here. And are they hungry? Are they wet? Are they, are they tired? Do you need me to sing to them? And, you know, and new parents, you new parents annoy me. Oh, my God. <laughs> annoy me. Y'all the ones like both of y'all like dancing in the corner so the little kid will stop crying. Uh, you know when somebody's had three or four kids, they're like, just put him in the garage. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just put him out there. I'm tired of hearing him, golly. Cut that part out of the video, please. It's 2023, we can't talk like that no more. No, but, but, but you know, we, everybody. And if we continue to baby this baby, they will turn into a solid food baby. And then they'll turn into a teenage baby. Some of you got some, anyway. And then they'll turn into adult babies and everybody will. You have to be sick of staying at the stage you're at. If you're ever going to grow. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm going to grow this year. Tell them, I'm going to grow this year. See, if you're not progressing, you're stuck. If you're not growing, you are stagnant. And anything that is stagnant will rot, rot, it will rust and it will eventually die. It doesn't matter how beautiful the car is or how fast it can drive or how expensive it is. If it does not get used, it will rot and rust and die. It doesn't matter how grand the house is and how much money you spent on the wood trim and the beautiful tile and all the gold trim. If, you, if somebody does not live in that house and use it, it will deteriorate faster. And that's what I'm trying to tell the body of Christ this morning is we have to be intentional, intentional rather, about growing and, and stretching and being, being disgusted and tired of being where we're at and grow us to a new point. To grow in Christ, you have to recognize a few things. You have to recognize your areas of laziness. Yeah. 
I can stand up here and preach it all day long, but if you don't think you're lazy spiritually or you're, you're stagnant spiritually or not growing spiritually, it'll go through one in ear, one ear and out the other, and you'll judge your neighbor thinking it's for them. But really, if you're going to grow in Christ, you have to recognize and war against spiritual laziness. You have to recognize the areas of your life you have grown dull. You have to recognize the areas of your life that you have grown uh, 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 complacent and, 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 and just satisfied with the status quo. And you have, to, you have to continually want growth. I encourage you right now to ask yourself, am I living 100% for Christ in my life or am I living for me? Am I living for my goals and my plans or is he getting the best out of me? See, I can preach up here until I turn red, but only you know the answer to that question. I can, I can say it every Sunday for the next 52 weeks, but only you will be the one that determines whether or not you will dedicate and solely commit to changing who you were last year and bringing a new you into this year, not because it's the turn of a year, because you are sick of being where you're at and you want to grow. Why is it so much easier? Why is it so much easier for us to go and watch TikToks for 30 minutes than it is to open the scripture for five? Why is it so easy for us to flip on the TV? We'll, we'll bend over backwards to find something we want to watch, but we won't reach over to the coffee table and grab the scripture and feed our spirit. How come it's so easy? How come it's so easy for us to talk bad and to tear down and to trash others instead of have the ability to shut your mouth and pray for the person who you have, you have identified as an enemy? You know why it's easier? Because we have served the lust and the passions and the direction of our flesh and not be willing to let some things die inside of us so that we can change and evolve and be transformed like Romans says into who God has for us to be. It's easy to do what feels natural, what comes easy. It's easy to just follow your passions it's easy to just follow your, 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 your little uh, impulses, I should say, instead of disciplining yourself and growing and sharpening the edge of you. You have to do this when you don't want to. You have to be committed to growth and maturity when you don't. Maturity is my bed feels warm, but I got to get up and go to work. Maturity is, uh, I, I, I want to call in today. Don't look at your neighbor. I promise you, you know. I want to call in today, but I know I have a job to do. That's when you know maturity has taken place. Spiritual maturity causes us to change. I wrote this down. I want you to see it with your eyes. Spiritual maturity causes us to change. If you are not changing, you are not maturing. I didn't think that would go over very well. If you are not changing, if your life, your speech, your actions, your intentions, your motives are not transforming and changing, you are stuck at a level of immaturity. The Bible tells us 
You can try to justify your actions any way you want to. But the Bible tells us that we are being transformed. What what 2 Corinthians says is, is we are being transformed from glory to glory. From, From this point to this point. We were good, but we have to get better. We have been okay, and we have grown to this point, but this point cannot stay where we stay. We have to get better. The New International Reader's Version, my favorite version of the Bible, says more and more glory. I don't know about you, but I am sick of just staying for just this amount of glory when God has more and more glory available for me. I am sick of staying at just this level of peace when God has more and more peace available for me. God wired us to hunger for more. The devil is working overtime to get you happy with what you have now instead of of feeding the fire and the hunger for more of God, more of his peace, more of his protection, more of his mercy, more of his grace more power the reason why Christians don't have power is because they don't sacrifice the reason why we pray prayers and and the devil doesn't even shiver in his boots is because he knows we're not willing to do the work he knows we don't really know what we're talking about we've learned memorization but we don't know nothing that we can build a foundation on oh some of these people thought they were coming for the first day of the year to get an inspirational message Oh, maybe I'll just tell everybody you're going to make it and everything's going to be great. I'm changing churches. I'm tired of just getting inspirational messages and still deal with torment in my mind. I'm tired of just getting inspirational messages from whatever the latest trend is on television instead of getting something that's going to kick me in the tail and cause me to grow whether I want to grow. That's when you know you're maturing is you know you need it even when you don't want to do it. That's what spiritual maturity does. It causes us to change. That's what Hebrews is telling us. It's telling us you need to be going to a different level. You have become too cool, too satisfied, too comfortable. You have built a place of comfort in a place I was just going to pass you through. This, This new year, if you want anything different, if you want your year, your year to end differently than you ended last year, it's going to cost you great change. It's going to cost you great, great amounts of sacrifice. Comfortable people will go to hell. Comfortable. I'm just going to cruise and God just loves me and everything's perfect. Comfortable people will go to hell. That's not popular preaching in the days and times we live in. They tell us that you're going to run people off. And, and, and well, I'm changing churches anyway. So you, you might, maybe we could put in a transfer for you. There's a few out there that might need you. I'm changing churches anyway. I don't care if you like me. Guess what? You didn't vote me in and you can't vote me out. Uh, so, so that's just how it works out. I ain't up for election. This ain't a four-year election. I'm here to tell you if you're going to stay comfortable, you're not going to be comfortable here this new year. Because when God takes us to a new level, it's going to cost us to leave some things behind. 
Don't you get left behind at Hope Alive Church this year. Don't you get left behind wondering what happened, where did I go wrong, what happened to that church. They've changed. No, let me tell you, we did change. We changed the mentality that kept us at a certain level, and we decided to go somewhere different. <laughs> Who didn't change was you. And that's why you're still at the same spot you were at in 99, 2000, 2010, 2020, COVID. I'm going to change. I'm going to grow. And you still look like the same person. Amen, Cliff. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, God. You know why this is good preaching? Because we need it. You know why this is good preaching? Because one of these days, the, the eastern sky is going to crack open. And he's coming back for a church that's without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that has their lamps trimmed and burning. He's coming back for a church that has their oil ready. He's coming back for people who are looking, anticipating, sitting at the edge of their spirituality, waiting for that day when we're called home. And I want to go. And I want to make sure that my family goes. And I don't want to stand up here for three years. In, in the next three, we're coming up on three years as Hope Alive Church. I don't want to stand here three more years and just see people stuck in the same old sinful crap and nasty junk that has kept us bound for this three years. I don't want to see us in that spot. I don't want to be there myself. I'm changing churches. I'm moving. When you move churches, sometimes people feel offended. They can't talk to you anymore. Sometimes people feel like churches are gangs, you know? <laughs> like we can only talk to our gang over here. The worship pastor at Crossroads is sitting on the front row because he loves the church as a whole right here. This is my friend J.J. Toledo. I, I didn't want to embarrass him. I wanted to let you just have church and nobody know you were here, but we know you're here. Amen. That leather jacket. God told you to give that to me, didn't he? Amen. <laughs> Obey him. Obey him. Amen. You know what I love about JJ? He don't care what church it is. You know what I love about this? some of this generation of people who are deciding I'm not going to get a part of the gang mentality that churches, <laughs> but when you change churches, some people say, oh, I can't, now I see them in Walmart and act like I don't know them. I'm telling you, if you leave this church and I see you in Walmart, I'm going to scream your name. <laughs> Terry! We gotta, we gotta grow past all that religious crap that's kept us bound and secluded and made us feel like we cannot go and grow. This is not the only church in the Permian Basin. And if you're looking for a place that's not gonna irritate your sin, then you might need to find another church. And I'm still gonna love you. I'm gonna pray that God would shake you and send you to somebody that will help shake you out of that trap. Now, I don't want you to change churches, but I don't want you to stay here and die either. When you, when you change, you leave some things behind. There's just some relationships that have to break. It's not necessarily the fact that either one did anything wrong, except you've just outgrown the relationship. 
There's some things and some people. I'm going to preach bold. I got time. We don't have another service after this. I got plenty of time. There's just some things that you just have to separate yourself from. Not because you're too good, but because he's too good. He's got way too much ahead of you for you to stay in the same circle of friends. And, and, and let me just talk about friends for just a minute. If you ain't changing them, they're changing you, whether you like to believe that or not. If they have shut your mouth and not allowed your, your light to shine, then they have silenced your witness. You can't stay in a group of friends and things not change. That's why we're a holy nation. That's why 1 Peter 2, 9 says we're peculiar people. That's why, that's why people will never understand us. That's why you don't fit in in every circle anymore. The closer you get to God, you find yourself being secluded and secluded from popularity and other parts of humanity, not because God doesn't love them, but because as you get closer to God, you find out what is real and what is fake. And in 2023, I don't have time for fake nothing. I don't have time for fake friendships. I don't have time for I love you brothers and then go and talk about me behind my back. I'm calling you out. I will mention you on Facebook. We're doing it this year. We're, we're adding them this year. I want to give you three statements of change. Write these down. Number one. Three statements of change. Write these down. Number one, our church will change in our spiritual understanding. I'm changing our church's spiritual understanding, not because I'm good, but because God has more understanding than we do. And we have settled for our understanding and we've settled for our level. And I know that I've, I, I have been somewhat of a ceiling of that as I grow and as I teach you grow and you. But at the same time, you're only here one, two days a week. You can dig in the word by yourself at home. And you should. I cannot be the best that you get to eat out of the word. I am at the end of the day as human as you. In fact, before I was ever a pastor, I was a human, believe it or not. We have to grow in our spiritual understanding. Hebrews says we're trying to get you guys to understand this, is what he's trying to tell them. And, 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 and they will not understand, they could not understand, because they were just settling for the milk when God had the meat for them. So I believe that knowing God's will and having fellowship with God requires more spiritual understanding. You may have a PhD, you may have a college degree, you may have been going to church for longer than Jesus Christ went to church. I don't care how long you've been going to church. I've been going to church my whole life and I open up the word and find areas that I need to change and I find areas I didn't even know. I believe if we're going to grow as a church and if we're going to change as a church, we have to be discontent with our understanding and desire a deeper spiritual understanding. That deeper spiritual understanding comes because not we're just listening. There's a lot of people that come to church and just listen to the words. But Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 2, it says, Make your, your ear attentive, but also incline your heart to understanding. There's a lot of people who say amen because they hear something with their ears. Good preaching won't always make you say amen. Sometimes it'll make you say, oh me. Sometimes good preaching will not make you say amen. Sometimes good preaching will shut your mouth and make your eyes get big. I had to learn this. 
I was always looking for an amen out of somebody. But really, uh, uh, it was Martha that told me, say, you should listen for the silence when the wheels are turning because that's when things are really taking root in people's hearts and in their minds. And, and, and I guess what I'm trying to teach you and tell you this year is instead of just listening to what I'm saying, why don't you listen with a heart to understand it? And to understand it means before you apply it to anybody else, you ought to apply it to yourself first. Before you have the, the audacity to sit there and, and, and send a clip of the message to somebody else because they need it, you ought to pay real close attention to the things that you need first because we need to grow in our spiritual understanding. There's, there's people always saying, hope is alive, hope is alive. And how many knows hope is alive? But it is possible for your hope to be alive and your understanding to be asleep. Because Jesus and, and his living hope that's available to us is alive whether we're understanding of it or not. I believe in this new year, if we want a new phrase that we should, we should be saying is not just hope is alive, but hope is awake. Maybe not just, just that my relationship with God is alive, but maybe that my relationship with God is growing this year and it's challenging me and it's making me cry for, about the things that I've messed up just as much as it's making me smile. If we're going to grow in spiritual understanding, we cannot stay satisfied with just surface level. This is, this is what the, 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 the writers to the, to the church at Colossae was saying when he said to them in, in Colossians chapter 1, this is why we've not stopped praying for you, Paul said. We've been praying for you since the day we heard about you. Watch this. We kept asking God to fill you with the knowledge of what he wants, and we pray he will give you the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. You might be smart, but if you are not using spiritual understanding, you will walk out of this room even today the same way you came. Our fleshly understanding can understand truth, but it is spiritual understanding that takes that truth and applies it to our lives. We can say, oh, that's a good idea. I love creative people. I'm creative to an extent, but creative people are annoying. You know why? Because half the time they don't execute what they create. That's why you need a team around you to take the creative things and to put them in motion and to box them up and to put wheels to them. Because I've noticed a lot of creative people are very unorganized. And they have all these ideas and they have 19 new business ideas but haven't got one executed. That's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We say everything's a good idea and then we walk out here just doing the same old thing we did last week. I got to quit or I'll make you mad today. <laughs> Number two, three statements of change. Number one, we're changing in our spiritual understanding. Number two, our church will change in our relationship with the word of God. This year, we cannot be satisfied with our relationship with the word of God we had last year. Thank God for it. Thank God it got us to where we're at. But the word of God that we have is living, breathing, is alive. It has a purpose. It has a plan. And it, it wants to do so much for us. But if we are not hungry for it, it will not fill us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. By this time, you should already be teachers. You should have already studied the word of God that you can teach. You need to be able to have the answers. I'm going to preach good to you just a second. You need to be able to have the answers for the people that are asking you questions. If you're a child of God, you should study to show yourself approved. 
Anthony, I'm going to use you. Anthony came up to me, one of his friends the other day, said, I saw this on TikTok. Let me just tell you, quit getting your doctrinal impartation from TikTok. Quit getting your spiritual influences from TikTok. Get back in Genesis to Revelation. Get back in the 66 books and get your impartation from there. This generation, these guys, they're being influenced. Their faith is being influenced on TikTok and social media. We've got to grow in our relationship with the word of God. Anthony gave that man the right answer. He was like, man, man, don't, don't, give your, don't get your information about God from TikTok. No, we have to grow in our relationship. We have to get the milk of the, the word and the meat of the word differentiated. The milk of the word we give. The meat of the word, when we give, we break strongholds. The milk of the word is we pray. The meat of the word is when I pray, touching anything, coming into agreement with somebody else, it shall be done. That's the meat of the word. Some people just come to church and they just settle for the milk of the preaching. No, but I, I, I want to tell you that we should come to, to church expecting to eat the solid food of the word of God so that it can nourish us down on the inside. I'm changing churches. I'm changing our relationship with the word of God when us being satisfied with just what somebody else said. I love you. I'm going to always put as much scripture in front of you, but this cannot even be it. You have to dig into the word of God for yourself. You have to dig in for what it says. It says all scripture, 2 Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. You need to be trained. You need to be rebuked. You need to be corrected. You need to be taught. You need to do this because it is developing righteousness on the inside of you. Christians who neglect the Bible are simply not mature. This new year, if you're going to neglect the word of God, you're probably going to get left behind. And the reason why that is is because you cannot neglect God's word, which he gives you instructions to do and expect to grow. You've got to eat the word of God. You cannot take my word for it. You have to do it for yourself. The third thing. Number one, we're going to change in our spiritual understanding. Number two, we're going to change in our relationship with the word of God. And I'm closing with this. Number three, our church will change in our tolerance for the things that separate us from God. We have become too comfortable with what the word calls sin. We have become too complacent with what God himself called evil. We've come into this place. We've lifted our hands. And we've said, God, we love you. And then we entertained the things that he gave his son to die for so that we didn't have to do. If you're going to grow as a Christian, you're going to have to get a distaste for sin out of your mouth. I wouldn't be your pastor if I can't talk to you like this. If I can't talk to you like this, you're going to have to find another church. You ain't doing no good here. Not because we don't love you, not because you ain't, but because you're going to sit here and die. You're going to sit here and stay stagnant. And you're not going to grow. If I can't tell you the things that you keep coming to the stinking altar for God to fix could simply be fixed if you would stop tolerating the things he called sin, evil. But us, us hard-headed people, we want to call good what he called evil. 
And we want to call evil what he called good. He called fasting good. We say, that's not for me. We, he called, could you not pray one hour? And we say, we don't got time. He wants us to dig into the deep things of the word. And we like to just excuse it with, I don't understand it. Give me one of those Bibles right there. I got a Bible that just dang near has pictures in it. I promise you, you can understand this one. But what has happened is we have become excused. I'm changing churches. And the truth is, some of you might not go. You know why? Because some of us have been lollibied and just pacified and just made to think everything's just going to be okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his best in place so that sin did not have to control us. For God so loved you and me, all of us, he gave his son so that we didn't have to use the excuse, that's how God made me. That's just how I am. Watch this. God knows me and loves me anyway. You mean to tell me he wrote the Bible for everybody but you? Here's what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to be able to do today is give you a list of things. Because for some of us, I might not put social media on here, but for some of us, social media can be a God. I might not put exercise on here because right society tells us it's good but there are some that exercise might be a God you should have no other idols before me I might not put your best friend's name on here but if you go to them before you go to God you might have an idol and don't even know it I'm changing churches I debated with God and I said, God, surely you could give me something a little more fluffy for the first day of the year. Surely, God, you could give me something a little more shouty for the first day of the year. But then I was assured by him and him alone that this is the medicine you've been praying for. This is the medicine, this is the vitamin to your soul and to your heart and to your healing that you've been praying for. And I just feel like it's my job today to tell you that it's, it cannot stay in our hearts and in our minds. We cannot stay tolerating the things that God wants us to separate ourselves from because God never leaves us, but sin pulls us in the opposite direction of God. He never leaves, His, His presence is always there. But the more my life is given over to my lusts and my passions and my, my, my impulses, and, and don't let me stand up here and, and mislead you. I got them, just like you got them. If you feel the need to throw a rock at me, come on up. I got one right over here you can throw. No, we all got them. 
what I'm trying to tell you is they can no longer control us. I'm changing churches. Close your eyes all over this room for just a moment. Something's got to change. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you would just begin to run the little ticker across the bottom of the screen in their mind right now and show them what's got to change. What is it that he's showing you that has to change right now? What is it that is keeping you from changing? That is, you're praying for change, but it's chains that are keeping you right in the space that you're in. You're praying for growth, but the complacency that you have entertained has now controlled you. Lord, today, Lord, today I pray with my church a prayer of repentance. I'm sorry for settling last year when there was so much more ahead for me. Yes, you got me through, but you saw so much for me that I couldn't even see. But this year, God, this year I pray for the power and the strength to reach to the places of change that I need to go. Lord, put me in the posture of prayer all the time in my spirit and in my heart so that I can hear what you have to say, so that I can stay attuned to your, your voice. Lord, I want my life. I don't dare want to end up in the same place I am today one year from now. Stand to your feet all over this room. Many this time of year make New Year's resolutions. Some of you have maybe have already done those. And they get a bad rap because we, we naturally, we do, we stick with it for a so certain period of time and then we go back. Maybe it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better at this or I'm gonna do, I resolve, I resolute to do this or to do that. Today I wanna tell you that this kind of change is not resolution material. This kind of change is not something that you can just make a commitment to just try. This kind of change is something that you have to get sick of where you've been. You hear what I'm saying? You gotta get sick of where you've been in order to access what he has for you. So this morning in love, in mercy and grace, I wanna reach in and I wanna just turn the light on in your heart. I can't do it, but the Holy Spirit can just show you where you can make that change. Father, with our hands lifted, with our hearts open, we surrender our lives to you to change us. Come on, pray that prayer. Change me, God. Show me where I need to change. Show me where I need to grow. Show me where I need to move. Show me the areas I have become complacent and content. Show me what I need to see. Lord, in Jesus' name.